This is the JPEG Podcast with your host, Jared Thiessen. It took an extra 15 minutes and uh, 67 shots on net to beat Jake Ottinger, but the Calgary Flames win Game 7 in overtime to continue on to the second round. I tell you, this one was absolutely wild from start to end. Dallas scores first, and uh, Calgary comes back, ties it up. Dallas scores again 30 seconds later, and then Calgary ties it up again. And chances exchanged both ways. This game was just it was it was absolutely maddening to watch. It was crazy from start to finish, and I'm super excited because I haven't seen the Calgary Flames win a playoff series in seven games ever um, in my life, <laughs> and it was it was they were due to to win one eventually. Overall, Calgary, as I said, 67 shots to the net. And they just absolutely ran over the Dallas Stars for most of this game. They certainly cleaned up the face-off percentage. Um, they actually swung the, the face-offs 24%. Uh, if you remember last game, they were 32% in the face-off circle tonight, or last night rather. They were 56%, which means winning over half of them. And obviously that leads to more possession time, which is always a good thing today's NHL. They also outhit the Stars. 35-22, to 22, Calgary was the more physical team right from the get-go. And Michael Backlund actually laid a hit, um, a big hit in the corner right before Jamie Benn opened the scoring. It was absolute madness from start to finish, and I'm so excited with how it actually went. The The Flames actually played probably their most disciplined game of the playoffs. They had one penalty, and whether or not it was borderline call, I'm not going to get into that because it was only one, and it was just such, such a, a great game for the Flames that whether... Whether they took that one penalty or they took two or three more, I don't know that it really would have affected the outcome. The Flames got uh, big contributions from Jacob Markstrom, stops 26 of 28, and the assist on the tying goal uh, from Matthew Kachuk to actually um, tie the game up at two. Markstrom, I mean, this series has been an absolute... Um, goaltenders duel. Jake, Jacob Markstrom and Jake Ottinger both played tremendous hockey. Um, Markstrom actually finished with the lowest goals against average in the playoffs, and Ottinger finished with the highest save percentage in the first round. It's it's really a shame that one of these goaltenders had to lose, but I mean, as a Flames fan, I'm certainly not going to complain that it's Jacob Markstrom moving on to the second round. Johnny Gaudreau scores the game winner from an absolutely insane angle over the shoulder of Jake Ottinger. And um, Kelly Rudy mentioned this on the Sportsnet broadcast, that it's it's not a shot that he's not used to taking. 
It's just maybe not one that uh, Flames fan ha- Flames fans have seen him take for a while. Um, he he was basically right at the goal line, fires it just between the mask and the post of Jake Ottinger, and it goes in, it goes down, it's a game winner. We were all, all Flames fans were saying that we needed to see more out of Tyler Toffoli and Matthew Kachuk in order for the Flames to win, and we certainly got that. Tyler Toffoli scores his first of the playoffs uh, to tie the game at one early in the second period. That one is a deflection from right in front of the net. He definitely played his best game of the series in this one, and a well-deserved first goal. Matthew Kachuk also got his first of the playoffs on a tight shot between the glove and the post of Ottinger as a Flames power play just expired. So he won't get the power play point, but he got the goal, and that's really all that matters. It was it was a play that, um, again, describing it from the Sportsnet broadcast, Kevin Bieksa said the defenders kind of cheated towards Johnny Goudreau, leaving Matthew Kachuk wide open for the shot. It was it was a great opportunity that they made good on, tied the game at two, and that was the way it would stay through regulation. Now, that's not to say that there weren't opportunities both ways in the uh, late second and in all through the third. Jacob Peterson, probably with the most notable one for the Dallas Stars, he gets a breakaway, and Jacob Markstrom just stones him with the blocker, and, you know, you you can't ask for a better performance out of your, your goaltenders than what the Flames and Stars got tonight. It was, or last night, I should say, I'm still living in that moment. I'll, <laughs> I, might, uh, I might need a little more time to get over this one yet. Ottinger, of course, deserves a ton of credit for keeping Dallas in this series. He faced 67 shots in 75 minutes of play to, last night. That's that's unreal. He faced 50 shots in the the uh, game five, and I think he faced 40 something in game four. So the the fact that Dallas survived to game seven is probably the most impressive fact about this entire series. Flames come away with their first series win since 2015 and first Game 7 win since 2004, which was before my my time watching hockey. So we'll, we'll see what comes next. It's the Battle of Alberta. Anything can happen. And, you know... If Mike Smith plays anything like Jake Ottinger did, this series is going to come is probably going to come down to the wire as well in the game 7. As far as my three things, the good, well, I would have to say pretty much everything for the Flames was good last night. Um, I mean, scoring chances were not close. The shots, obviously, Calgary outshooting the Stars by 39. That's the largest 
um, shot differential in a playoff game ever. So, so you're doing something right when you're getting that many more shots than your opponents. So the good, I would have to say, Jacob Markstrom and that top line were the best, but I don't think there was really any any line as far as the Flames go that wasn't playing um, peak hockey. They they forechecked, they backchecked, they did everything right in the neutral zone, and they deserve they deserve to at least have this game close. As far as the bad, well, the fact that they didn't have uh, Chris Tanev uh, due to injury from Game Six, that's obviously unfortunate. It's not, it's it's not beneficial, and it's certainly not what they wanted. But Michael Stone steps into his spot, and the Flames just keep rolling. Michael Stone has. Uh, Michael Stone has played the past four games in this series, and he has been one of the most effective players. Probably one of the most effective stretches of play he's ever had that I've been watching for. And yeah, he looks great. He's he's done his job, and he's got pucks to the net. He scored a goal in Game 6, and I believe he also set up one last night. So you can't complain about that kind of production. As far as uh, three stars, Johnny Gaudreau has to be the first star in my mind. Jake Ottinger in as the second star, and Jacob Markstrom as the third. Just due to shot volume, mostly, because Ottinger had 64 saves in 75 minutes. I, I don't think I can overstate how important that was to Dallas in this series. Jake Ottinger, 287 shots in this seven-game series. That's 41 a game. So when you're facing 41 shots a game and your save percentage is 95.5%, you're doing something right. Jake Ottinger did a lot of things right, and unfortunate for him that they just couldn't pull it out. Well, that'll do it for the, the JPEG podcast today. As you know, now we have a second round. We've got the Battle of Alberta that commences on Wednesday. So we'll have a review of Game 1 Thursday for you, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have another good series there and we'll see where this thing goes. The Calgary Flames defeat the Dallas Stars 4-3 in the series, 3-2 in overtime in Game 7. And what more can you say? They're the team that just keeps winning. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on the JPEG Podcast. I'm Jared Thiessen. Have a great day.